Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast of Conversations with Tara and Ryan. I am Tara, and today I am missing Ryan, and I thought he's been asking me forever to do the intro. So, Ryan, there I did the intro for you, <laughs> but I am excited that we have a special guest on today, someone that I've gotten to know over, I would say, the last year and part of our Long Island chapter, Mark Berlin. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. Yeah, so I have your uh, background, your professional. I, I know what you do, but I just want to share with other people what you do. And you you have a background in a lot of things, human resources, health administration, and advocacy for seniors and people with disabilities. Yes. Your uh, undergraduate degree is in human resources. You got a master's in health services administration from George Washington University. I see that you completed training to be a family-centered patient advocate advocate uh, in 2019. And then in 2020, you became a Take Charge campaign ambassador. So I feel very fortunate to have you on the show today to talk about what it means to be an advocate and, and your background and how you got into this. So I will stop talking and let you share a little bit about yourself and what got you into this world and your work with older adults. You did very good. You did very well with that intro. <laughs> the only Thank thing you. to add to that is that I am passed my board certification almost a year ago. So I'm proud to say I'm also a board certified patient advocate. Oh, fantastic. And you serve on several boards. You're on our Long Island uh, NAIPC board and several others. Yes. So I, I work on the uh, National Aging in Place Long Island chapter. I help with the uh, Sunshine chair to not only to share um, unfortunate experiences, but to spread the good. People's having birthdays, anniversaries, and to keep everyone in the loop. Nice. That's nice. Your group says NAPAC. That always throws me off, NAPAC, instead of NAIPC. But I appreciate all the work that you do. You, you come from a fantastic chapter. Thank you. It's a, it's a good chapter. Good people. Yeah. And the other two boards that you serve on? I am on the um, board member for Destination Accessible. It's a Long Island-based organization that provides information for people with mobility challenges on the website to um, allow them to go out to recreational places as well as just to have fun at restaurants, museums, parks, because all the information on the accessibility factors. I also serve as the secretary for the Alzheimer's Disease Resource Center based in East Islip, New York. And just to touch on what you spoke about, I am a volunteer with the Pulse Center for Patient Safety, Education, and Advocacy. And under Eileen Karina, I took um, her training that you mentioned, family-centered, um, training and take charge ambassador and now we're i'm on the planning committee for the pulse the uh, symposium that's fantastic and they are a member of the long island chapter as well yes they um, are. i i recognize her name so you guys are a tight group up there taking care of older adults in in new york i love it i focus mostly on helping those wanting to stay at home and age in place that's my primarily my primary focus I will work as well as on transitions from hospital to rehab or rehab to home, mm -hmm. as well as placement to long-term care facilities. That's great. And so what other, when somebody says patient care advocate, that could open up a lot of different ideas in your head of what you do. So if a family does, what, what type of people need your services? No, it depends. A family who's older, mother or father, aunt or uncle live alone, and the kids are out of state, and the individual needs help going, getting to the doctor, not only just getting to the doctor, 
but being there to make sure that their questions are answered. Mm. Being, uh, helping with communication between the doctor and the individual to make sure she understands or he understands what to do, especially when it's a new diagnosis. Mm -hmm. That could be very challenging. And it could be things like um, insurance claims that something might need to be approved that was denied. That's always a hard one. Extremely. Yeah. Especially when something gets denied. And I spent nearly uh, 15 years in provider relations here in New York Mm. on the provider side. So I understand what the members are going through now. (laughs) Nice. It's nice to have that kind of help as well. It just our work here in Orange County was physical therapy. The insurance part of things makes it so complicated. Healthcare is complicated enough and then you throw in insurance. So right. it's nice that you help people with that as well. It is. And Medicare doesn't cover everything. And then you sometimes have to have a secondary. Sometimes you may need to go on Medicaid. Sometimes you're involved in long-term care insurance. Mm-hmm. And just to cover all these services that are not always 100% free. Yeah, and that's a great reason why people would use your service because you probably know what they don't know. If they yes. need help, you you have many of the answers, I'm sure. I like to uh, think as advocates as a resource. Fill yes. people with placement, help you with home health or companion or even medical alerts and to be there for them so they could uh, remain safe. So you're pro- kind of like a private concierge assistant for your older adults. You yeah. help them with transportation. You help them with healthcare, probably social engagement as well. Keeping I them try social. to get, get information to them if they live alone to get them to the senior centers or libraries for programs and help them with their appointments to make sure their questions are asked when they have a condition. Like yeah. the what, what symptoms do they have? Reading the system, making sure that uh, the doctor explains the situation and what to do. They understand the procedure and the next steps. And probably a little medication management as well. <laughs> yes. It, oh, I do that also. I, not only do I make sure they I have the doctor's information organized because there are a lot of specialists involved sometimes as well listing the medication so they have it in place. I also developed if I can see, a medication ID card. Oh, nice. Which they can keep in their wallet. There are a lot of, there are a lot of different types and this is very small, but this is just 